Welcome, welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chats. Um, 1992 <laughs> wrap up episode. My name is Pat. The 1992 wrap up episode. Yeah, for TV, mm-hmm. April 92. Mm-hmm. Hi guys, welcome to Becky Left the Chat mixtapes. This is the April TV 1992 episode. And who are you? I'm Pat, and who are you? I'm Jen. Hi. <sighs> Almost got her to finally introduce herself. Hey, everybody. Um, hopefully, you're having a great day. How are you doing today, Jen? Oh, good, because I have... Okay. Real talk. It's Easter, mm-hmm. and the Easter Bunny, a.k.a. you, brought me mini Reese's peanut butter eggs. Bang. And any Reese's peanut butter cup lover knows that the most delicious shape of a Reese's is the egg. True. That's actually accurate. I would agree with that statement. Right. You don't even love them that much, which, I mean, nobody knows why, but... You don't, um, and you still like the eggs the best. I do. A couple housekeeping things to get out of the way up front. Follow us on at BLC underscore pod Twitter. Yeah, we're at um, BLC underscore, nope, we're at BLC mixtapes, <laughs> <laughs> BLC mixtapes on Instagram. We have an email, it's BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com, and if you like 90s wrestling, Becky left the chat. period between each word that instagram <laughs> i can't talk we're we're we're, ha- we're ah, having a good time today also we want to give a shout out to our friend big dan who was on the music episode he is uh currently recovering and he's enjoying listening to the podcast so big dan shout out to you dan feel better my guy hey dan also also fact check time dan would like us to throw out there that the bills actually lost the super bowl four times not four three, times and you were wrong he wanted to be very clear mm-hmm. that it was four times so um he is a buffalo bills fan so today, TV, next couple months, we got a couple different things going on with our TV uh, feed. We're going to be talking about some shows ending. We do have a, a new show to talk about that's beginning. We're actually going to spotlight the Nielsen ratings. Um, next month, we have some more shows, big shows that are ending. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. Um, as you know, we started in January of 92. So we've only got a couple months under our belt. So a lot of these shows, I mean, we were going back and forth talking about it, but a lot of these shows, we... You know, and you may have an attachment to some of them as being a kid, but we didn't have an attachment too much on the show. So we're just going to kind of talk about what we remember, whether we like the show, kind of go down that route a little bit. And then we're also going to get into, like I said, the Nielsen ratings. And we're going to get into Sweeps Week and what actually that means connected to the Nielsen ratings. You ready to get started, Jen? Yo, these these peanut butter eggs are so good. And that's where we're at. I'm just eating them, trying to listen to you. So we'll start first with the shows that are ending. So we have four shows that are, that are ending right now. We have Who's the Boss, Growing Pains, MacGyver, and The Cosby Show. One of those, not like the other. So let's start Is, with that one. What, MacGyver? Jen, did you have a relationship to MacGyver growing up? Yeah. Yeah, I loved MacGyver. I was allowed to stay up an extra hour on Monday nights to watch MacGyver. Okay. And it was great because usually my dad would fall asleep towards the end of it. My mom worked nights, so she wasn't there. And he would fall asleep. So I would pretend to be sleeping if he woke up and I would just lay on the couch and watch TV all night. Like whatever whatever bullshit was on after MacGyver, I would just stay up all night watching stuff. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I loved MacGyver as a kid. I thought it was the greatest thing. And I watched it every Monday night. 
Big Dan also, shout out. Another shout out for Big Dan. I know he loved MacGyver. Um, Did he? I was not a huge fan of oh. MacGyver. I like, uh, I do like MacGruber. I think that that's funny. Like their riff now, oh, 20 years later on SNL. MacGyver. Yeah. Um, I know they did a re- reboot of MacGyver. Not a huge fan of that. Um, but Well, I'm out on the reboot. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on 1990 MacGyver as eight-year-old Jen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out as an adult watching rebooted MacGyver. I know uh, the other, the other. Do you know the other show that these two, you know, at least in our house, like my parents didn't watch it. The other show that I always get like mixed up with that I think that they both didn't like was Quantum Leap. Because like just in my house, they didn't, they didn't, nobody liked it, and I just remember these two. I would always get them a little confused. Like I knew that they were different, but like obviously, and obviously wildly different. But they were the two kind of like sci-fi action, like ridiculous. MacGyver is not sci-fi. Well, it's it's action. And it's silliness, and I know Quantum Leap was... It's just... I'm just telling you my connection to the show. I didn't watch it. Okay, okay. You know, and my mom would get the two of them confused, which shouldn't be surprising to anyone that knows my mom, right? Because they were both people in a show she didn't want to watch, right? So, at the end of the day, we never got to watch it. Sure. So... Yeah, Quantum Leap, we didn't watch that. But uh, MacGyver, we did. And I loved it. And I love that he always found a way out of whatever situation. Oh, yeah, of course. Using whatever little doohickeys. You know, you know the MacGyver thing. Mm-hmm. Paper clips that defuse bombs. We got it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was the best. So, who's the boss? Uh, Tony Danza. Do you like this show growing up? Of course. Wasn't really a huge fan did, of this did, did you like anything growing up? I did. You know, it's actually funny. When I looked ahead and did some research for this podcast, September is really going to be a wild month for me. Oh. A lot of my favorite cartoons air, like Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, a whole bunch of cartoons air in September. A lot of stuff airs in September. Guts, Nickelodeon Guts comes in September. Oh, that's fun. Guts is Like, fun. a lot of shows come in September. I mean, I'm, at this point, I'm nine years old. I'm eight years old, actually. Well, Boom. this is also the end of everything. Like, I watched all these shows. Well, actually, no, I didn't. We didn't get to the one I didn't really watch until I was older yet. But, um, yeah, I liked Who's the Boss. Um, you know, Tony Danza. What was he, like, the housekeeper? Yeah. yeah. My, my connection to Who's the Boss and Growing Pains is those were shows that were on after school mm-hmm. before Saved by the Bell. And they were on, like, Saturdays randomly in the middle of the afternoon. That's my connection to those shows, and I didn't like them. Like, I would go outside and play. Like, let's say Saturday, Who's the Boss popped on at, like, 1. I would just go outside, because I just didn't care. That's my connection to the show. Um, no, I, I it's funny, because Growing Pains and Who's the Boss, I, I kind of have in the same little compartment in my mind. I liked Growing Pains more, but I did like both of these shows. And I when I think of one, I just automatically think of the other. And I don't know if Who's the Boss, I'm trying to look to see where it, because I haven't seen it in forever, but I'm trying to see where it took, oh, Connecticut. Okay, because I, I, I think that's part of it too, is that took place in Connecticut. Growing Pains, which is, we're going to talk about that too, took place on Long Island. And I think just regionally, like, th- those two shows felt so familiar to me because, you know, I grew up on Long Island and obviously Connecticut's right there. And it's all very similar, just, you know, vibe. Growing Pains, go into it. How'd you feel about that? I mean, again, I, lo- right? I loved Growing Pains too. I, I liked all these. I loved. You love sitcoms. I did. I did. That's what we've learned yeah. while doing the TV research, and this is get, yeah. getting into kind of the golden age of of these sitcoms. Especially this time, like when I was a kid, I loved sitcoms. Just like to watch a show that makes me feel cozy, and I can kind of like escape real life, but just be in like another, you know, safe world, safe space. You huh. know, like I'm not. Um, no, I liked uh, Growing Pains a lot. You know. And the last one, of course, is uh, America's Dad, Bill Cosby, and The Cosby Show. Yeah. 
America's dad. That's what he was called back then mm. in 1992. Um, not going to get into anything having to do with Bill Cosby himself, but I really wasn't a fan of the show. You know what's funny is I didn't watch it when it was originally airing, but I think in like middle school, I would come home and it would be on. I don't know if it was from like two to three or three to four and I would watch it then like in repeats and I really liked it. I got really into the Cosby show. Um, and it sucks now because I feel like it's one of those things that I just can, I just will never watch again. Right. You know, um, it's also one of those things, you know, not, not to step on your toes, but it's pretty interesting looking at these shows and then thinking about my connection, probably same with your connection. So growing up as a kid of the nineties, the big thing was, you know, we had by middle nineties, probably I would say 70% of America maybe had access to like cable and by cable, I mean like 50 channels. And a lot of times, like a lot of these shows, Who's the Boss, Growing Pains, definitely Cosby Show, they were the programming that would get end up on Nick at Night. So for those that don't know, like when we were younger, Nickelodeon was really kind of starting to pop off, which we'll talk about again in September. A lot of great shows come out in September of 92. But part of what would happen with that Nick at Night phenomenon is that at night, like 11, 12, 1 o'clock, like that, that programming, obviously the children are asleep. So the network's still on, it's cable, and they would scoop up and they'd play a lot of these older sitcoms. I remember starting, they had like Cheers at one point, I believe, and like Roseanne, like all these different um, sitcoms ended up going into syndication. And it's really a 90s phenomenon because now a lot of the stuff, if you still have cable, like TBS and stuff like that, they'll play like Friends, they're playing a lot of, um, maybe they're playing Seinfeld, stuff like that. But in the mid-90s, it was these shows because that's what they bought in syndication and they played. Actually... I don't, I don't want to say I think you're wrong, but I think that in that this time in the '90s, there's actually shows from the '80s and '70s because I remember All in the Family, which I mean would never be on because I, I used to watch Nick and I falling asleep. All in the Family was on. It was um, Three's Company, like all these like '70s shows. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I, okay. I'm saying that that shift occurs, like starting in the mid '90s. These shows start to end up there. Like some of these later shows end up there. Like some of these shows that we're seeing now end up there because right now Nick and Night, I'm pretty sure. Literally has, like, friends and stuff. Yeah, because it's things that... Because it's for a parent that would be up in the middle of the night. Yeah, people like our age or a little so, younger. You're right. Or a little it, older, yeah. But and it's I, all, like, safe stuff. Like, it's nothing that's mm-hmm. going to freak you out at night, which is why I love watching Nick at Night. But also, like, you know, to go back to what you're saying with the safe stuff, to go back to what you're saying with the 70s and 80s stuff, it was all stuff that was on network TV. So it wasn't like they were concerned that somehow this stuff was going to get them canceled back then, because it wasn't. It was all stuff that was on network TV. That was playing to a specific audience. And that audience was the parents of the kids that were asleep. You know? And the parents of the kids might have been a little bit of a generation above. Or that older crowd. You know, they're... You know, my parents or something. Because, like, MASH. If they had MASH or shows like this... That was on, that, yeah. That stuff would all be shows that my parents would watch. Like, my dad watched that. I never liked that show. I, it was one of the biggest shows on television ever. Period. So Nothing makes me... And this is... I know MASH is a big show. And I know it's good and all this. But nothing makes it it almost it like almost hurts my stomach hearing that song the match song if i i have to immediately turn it off and i feel like i i don't know why it like does something to my psyche that i'm just like oh oh get it out of here get it out of here well it's and again it's it's just such a 90s thing um yeah because nick like i said nickelodeon starts to explode and then it's just that cable like we need to stick stuff on in the middle of the night stuff that's really interesting and it continues in the 2000s 2010s and like I said, you could see it now, even in the 2020s, where the shows that now they're playing were shows that ended in the 90s, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. later. 
and these bigger shows, you know, and like TBS will run the, you know, some of these channels will run the office all night and stuff like that. Like they'll just run all these shows, but that's how it was back then. The difference is there, I would say now between then is there was such marquee shows, um, during the mid, during the nineties into the two thousands that then those are just the shows that are played now all the time on those things. And I just think some of these smaller shows just kind of went by the wayside. Not that Cosby show was a small show. It obviously left for different reasons. There was one other show that left though, Jen. Did you ever see the show Erie, Indiana? No, you texted me Erie, Indiana before about this. And I was like, I thought it was, I thought it It was was autocorrect. No, it was kind of like Stranger Things almost, but like not really that scary. Yeah. And there's 19 episodes and it was this bunch of kids like in Erie, Indiana, population 16,606 or something like that. Oh, we should watch that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, um, we should watch, we should see if we can find it and then report back next month. Yeah. That's the one that, well, that's why I mentioned it to you because like the show's going off the air and it was, you know, like a cheesy, but it was like a bunch of kids and they were like solving these weird kind of like mysteries that were going there's always like a mystery of the week and it was called Erie Indiana it was a cool show I remember seeing it kind of like goosebumps a little yes but it was on like I think it was on like network tv so it was a little bit more edgy but not as edgy like not as 100% for kids if I remember right but it had kids so it had like that wild like you know now when I think of Stranger Things stuff like had those kind of vibes I'm looking at pictures right now it does have Stranger Things vibes totally yeah and it's called Erie Indiana Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that was and that. And was, you watched this? I watched it. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. There's only 19 episodes, and again, I was probably nine, so I probably caught four or five, you know, at, at best, because you either see it or you don't, you know. Well, I wasn't taping your Indiana. I'm not. I'm not at the the point that I'm taping stuff. When we get to the point of television shows, I'm taping. I'll 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 gladly and freely admit to it. Oh, I think I'm already there. I think I'm already taping, like, Saved by the Bells. And- no, I taped, like, Babylon 5 and, like, shitty sci-fi stuff. Like, I didn't... Not... I'm not taping... Oh, California Dreams. Too. Oh, my... In, Wait. in September. That's in September. September oh. is a banger. September is a banger. We're in April, right? I know, but I was just telling... Because, well, this is... April and May sees the end of our shows and the end of our season. And September sees the beginning. Why we see the end of our season. Jen, anything you want to talk about all these shows ending before we get into um, the Nielsen ratings? Um, I mean, we can go into the types of how they ended, but I won't. Yeah, no, I, I don't because think Because I don't that's... feel like you are invested in any of these shows, so I don't see us having a good conversation about it. I do want to say one thing, bring it back to Nickelodeon and, and Nick at Night, and <laughs> that is that this month there is a time capsule buried by Nickelodeon, and it is... On TV, they like film it. Spoiler, potpourri episode. Potpourri episode, next episode coming out. We are going to go over all the things that are in this time capsule that is to be opened in 2042. So, So, hey, if we're we're still at this 20 years from now. No, did you ever bury a time capsule? Yes. Where? So, the only time capsule I'm involved in, I don't know when or if it's ever going to when they plan on opening it and probably soon i don't even know if they remember so my cousin steven would have a party every year for christmas so in the year 1999 we all wrote stuff and put it in a time capsule all the people that were there but i don't know when they were going to open it i could totally see your family doing that so there's like also... probably 50 or 60 people that wrote stuff and put it in a time so I, there is a note from 1999 me which would be like 16 year old me some sort of something that was said. I can't really recall. 
I have faith that your family will remember that time capsule and that it will. Well, get they open. just they might. Well, I'm just saying they may not have even like I don't. They may have opened it already. I don't even know. Wow, I um. So I like I don't know what the date was on it. Was it twenty years? Was it twenty five years? Was it thirty years? I have no idea. That next time I see my family, I ask them if they remember about that time capsule. There's a. They must remember about it. Yeah, of course they do. Your your family. And absolutely I think they buried would. in like Stephen's backyard or Uncle Ed's backyard. Yeah, they probably have the exact like. Yeah, they know exactly where. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a time capsule in my dad's backyard that when my friend, um, when my good friend moved in fifth grade. We made a time capsule of all of our stuff and buried it in my dad's backyard and he doesn't know where the coordinates are and I want to find it so bad. What did you bury it in? I Probably a coffee can. All we need is a metal detector. <gasps> oh my god, I think Amy's husband has a metal detector. Spoiler alert, maybe might... one day we'll find this. Well, let's get into the meat okay, and potatoes sorry. of today's episode. Okay. The Nielsen ratings and sweeps week. Jen, do you know what the Nielsen ratings are? And do you know what sweeps week means? Eh. Okay. Ish. So the Nielsen well, ratings. I ish know about Nielsen ratings and no, I don't know about sweeps week. So Nielsen ratings and sweeps week go together. So sweeps week is. That's a- what I thought, which is why I thought it was weird that you put them as two separate um, notes. But anyway. So the sweeps week. Mm-hmm is actually just a week of programming that's going to be gathered by the different rating agencies to look at. So, like, you're going to want to put your best shows and your best advertising and your best stuff during a sweeps week because that's when they're actually going to be tallying what people watched. So, the Nielsen ratings are actually, like, books and stuff that's done by an advertising agency where they'll send it out to people and households and you're supposed to put it on each tv um and you just keep a journal of what you're watching throughout the day who's watching what so that they're getting your free advertising information so that's the point of nielsen ratings because back in the day cables just you're plugging it in you're splicing it off of multiple different lines you're just watching something so how would they know who's watching what they would have no idea who's actually watching what unless you told them so they would pay you a few dollars maybe or 20 bucks or whatever to just write down what you're watching. And they'd send it all across. So the idea of sweeps is that they're sweeping across the nation to get these journals for a specific seven or eight week period. So if you are running a TV show, you know, if you're doing the Cosby show, you're going to want to put one of your better episodes, more poignant episodes that you think is going to drive the most amount of people for that week. So then they'll write it in their journal. And then the advertisers, when they do the upfronts in the summer about who's going to advertise on your shows and that's how you make money on network television is the advertising jen has (laughs) glossed over about five to ten minutes ago and i've only been talking for two and a half minutes so yeah let's play the telephone game what did you hear me say jen for the audience so i understand how i came off I think it came off great. Um, it's just my interest in these ratings is, is low. But it was important. That's how you knew whether or not a show... No, I understand. You know, who who was watching the show, what their viewing habits were. What if people just lied? Well, why would you lie, though? Maybe I'm embarrassed that I'm spending my time watching the premiere of Barney when I, you know, as when I, when I could be watching 
but and growing pains. Okay, so if you are watching Barney, you are not old enough to actually do the thing, so your parents would be doing it for you. So, like, I don't really know how that would be a thing. If Barney's on the TV and your mom went in and put Barney's on the TV, like, why would that be a problem? That's number one. And number two, I don't really think that they're necessarily as concerned about the kids. It's more about the adult programming, you know? You just missed my point, but sure. Yeah. No, I get it. I I, I could just see people trying to fuck with them and just putting all crazy answers on there. I mean, I'm sure most people don't, but... But... I think that part of the idea of the show is that if you keep an accurate log, part of the idea of the rating stuff is if you keep an accurate log, then you can keep your shows on, right? So if you really like a show and that's what you're watching at that time, if you complete it correctly, that show will continue to go on. If you don't complete it correctly and you don't say you were watching the show, then they wouldn't know. I think it's really cool and interesting because... I think you're really cool and interesting. Well, thank you. Because... In the mid-2000s into kind of like the like mid-2000s into like the mid-2010s and stuff, that's when Netflix and all these other things really take off. And when they do and all the streaming stuff, they're actually getting this data, right? Because we're actually logging in and giving them the data. So we're watching the shows so they know who's watching what and they're able to better target the television shows that they make back Way back when, there was only a few channels, so this system worked. I mean, this system doesn't work now. Like, when was the last time you watched something live, Jen? Last time I watched something live? Like, you actually were like, I'm going to watch a live show. Only morning news shows, really. Right. That's So, you know, if we had this book and oh, we're watching... sports, right? We just did the March Madness thing. Sure. So sports, which is because it's a live event that's happening at that time, right? So you're not going to go back and watch it. And the news, because it's something that's happening that day. Yeah. Right? So now, like, if the, the idea of using this same kind of archaic rating system, like, you and I usually wait for shows to be fully or at least halfway on a streaming platform before we jump in so we can binge watch a few shows and all that stuff. And that's really what Netflix did in the mid-2000s, early, you know, 2015s and, and just the... The explosion that's going to happen later on in the 90s, too, of being able to rent entire seasons of shows on DVD and being able to watch them and being able to see them, which is really something I don't remember from my youth. Like, I don't remember somebody owning, like, Who's the Boss, the VHS, uh, you know, compendium collection to you. No. So, like, how would you watch this show unless you taped it you wouldn't see it unless they put it back on tv that's why i always tape save by the bell and the ghostbusters cartoon so that i could watch them whenever i wanted right but again going back to what we were talking about with the nielsen stuff it's it's pretty cool to see how they used to do stuff and how that model just like got broken i think because now really what it what it would be is if somebody can get hold of your ip data and just see what you're streaming you know, some advertising agency did that. That would be how they would get around all of this. Like, that is what they do. Yeah, but not directly. Like, the cable, like, whoever your provider is for your, you know, internet stuff, like, I don't know if they give all of that out. It's not the same as this Nielsen thing, where you're specifically like, I watched this show on this day. There was four of us that watched, you know, uh-huh. the season, you know, premiere of whatever show. Whereas now it's like you and I could sit down and watch a show and watch four or five episodes of it. The company that created the show, if it's an Apple TV show, for example, or HBO Max, they'll know because they can count us as watching it. They don't know how many people are watching it. 
they know at least one of our, you know, whoever's profile it is, is watching it. They, don't they know, know how, how many, many times it gets played. They, they know don't how many know times how many people, played. yeah. Right. They don't just know how many people are sitting in front of the tube and actually watching it. So, and, and like I said, the sweeps idea is just, that's the shows that are out that week. So I was going to wrap all this by asking you, how do you feel about advertising in your television shows? Just in general. You like, like commercials? Yeah. Like, like from when you're a kid, right? Did you sit and watch the commercials or would that be when you went up and got a drink or went to the bathroom or did whatever? Like, do you like pause breaks in your shows? Yeah, I like pause breaks. I think when I was a kid, I probably was annoyed by commercials. Um, but I like them now. I, I like having a pause break. I mean, I know you could just press pause, but I like that like mental break from being invested in something. Do you think that that's like a generational thing? Like, do you think that if we interviewed like a kid that's 20 right now, whether or not they actually like that in their shows? Like, like probably. What? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it could be. That's interesting. Um, Cause you take some of these shows that we were mentioning, like Friends and The Office and stuff. Like they had built-in commercial breaks in them. So now when they're on the streaming platforms, the screen just cuts, right? And then the next screen opens because they're not having that advertising break unless you're watching it on a on you know a streaming service that has that. So I think it's interesting. Like our brains were from this time when we're sitting in front of a television, we're conditioned to be like, if a show is a half-hour show. We don't really know we're only getting 22 minutes or 24 minutes. Right. But, I mean, the whole thing is unnatural to begin with. Like, we're not meant to sit in front of a TV. And, I mean, literally, when you watch TV, you're just turning your brain off. Like, you're not using your brain. That's why they say video games are better than watching TV. Like, if you're going to let your kids do something. Like, it's actually better because you're, you're engaging and you're using your brain to do stuff. Like, watching TV, you just shut your brain completely off. And that's not... I mean, I don't really think that's natural for human beings, right? Like, we're supposed to, like, be doing something. Like, it, I, I just think that this is all just of so, the times. So, yeah, sure. Maybe maybe us appreciate... Do you appreciate commercial breaks? I didn't back then. I hated commercials. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. But I, I appreciate them now. I feel that television shows that are made with commercial breaks in mind are very, very, very... Um, of a time. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. And I don't want new shows. I don't like watching any shows really that are like newer if they're built in that model. Because I, I, my brain is more attuned to not watching that. I think, I think. So like maybe... I've like rewired how, like I just want to sit and watch a show. And sure. if, if a show is 44 minutes long, you know, like let's say go, go to an hour time slot. So if a show was an hour, you'd maybe get 44 minutes of the show. So I'm saying right now, if you're going to design a show and you're going to be like, here's an episode, it's 44 minutes. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. But I'm not a huge fan of like, let's say a network thing now, right? I'm kind of like, just, it's not, that's not for me. There may be great network shows that we end up diving in and watching. But like, I'm more of the HBO, like, give me the 48 minutes. I don't need the break. Like, All right. I can get through it. I mean, that's how I feel. Oh, I feel that way too. I mean, I think that's just kind of our, most people our age... You know, I think uh, the network stuff is kind of going towards the older crowd a little bit. And I mean, yeah. maybe not with everything, but with, with a lot of it. Um, yeah, sure. But well, I mean, I, even shows like I was just watching, I just powered through Shrill on Hulu. And I mean, that show isn't made with breaks in the middle, but there's still commercial breaks because Hulu is still showing me commercials. Right? Or even sure. when we watch stuff on Peacock, it does that too. So I mean, that's just... 
Sure, and, and I'm okay with those commercials in that way. I, I mean it more like you take something like, uh, you know, a lot of these sitcoms, because I'm looking at the board and they're sitcoms. And, you know, they were filmed before a live studio audience, a lot of them, in, at this time period. And they would have those breaks that would then reset the entire scene mm-hmm. as if it was, you know, small little vignettes that then became the next thing. But there wasn't a pause back then. So it was nice to... I'll be like be able to go run to the bathroom or go sure. get a drink That's and not I have mean. to miss any of your show. I mean, so yeah, I I do think that especially back then they were kind of important just to take a break, you know. And, and but and, and that's what I'm getting at because that's how yeah. you were designed. That's how the vision was for you to watch the show, right? Like, hey, show starts at eight. You got to be seated at eight. You're watching the show, and then you go to like let's say eight oh eight or eight oh nine. Then you got two or three minutes if you need to run, make a phone call, do something, whatever quickly you know um or get a drink get a snack get whatever and come back you know and it works really well for you know cartoons when you're a kid but you know say by the bell stuff like that because you know again you're just able to run off get a drink get a snack come back sit back down you're right and you're ready to go anything else you want to cover on the nielsen ratings and sweeps jen before you slowly give us asmr of you opening <laughs> a reese's bunny it's an egg um No. <laughs> There's nothing else I really want to get. We didn't talk about that Barney premiered. Well, I was going to... Do you... Do, okay. Perfect perfect ending um, here <laughs> to this segment then, talking about Nielsen ratings and stuff like that. Did you have any attachment to Barney other than knowing who he was? I mean, I probably have seen more of it than I'd ever care to admit as a person that was 10 when it came out. I think there were times it was just on and I left it on and I was like, eh, okay. Sure. But it wasn't for you. No, it wasn't for me. I was too right. old for Barney. But it exploded. Like, I remember it being, like, the thing that kids watched. I remember, Out of I, nowhere. It was like, like a Barney explosion. The a only Barney... dinosaur just exploded all over the place. The only Barney that I was ex- experienced was having to do with cousins of mine and stuff like that. That was it, period. They'd have it on. I'd be like, okay. I had... Hey, kids. Beep, beep. Well, a lot of 90s slang for Barney that yeah. will leave in the 90s. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I, that's it. I wasn't really a fan of Barney, but you know what I thought was adorable, even though I also was too old for it? I don't know when it came out, but I, and I know our friend's what, kid loves it. Well, yeah, actually that too. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Well, that he was later. I'm trying to see when he came out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, but I just thought it was worth mentioning because Barney was so, it was, it just, it became huge. Yeah. And, you know, big purple dinosaurs, yo. So the last thing... <laughs> big purple dinosaurs, yo. So the last thing we were going to cover is next month, we're going to have another round of finales. This time we're going to have... And actually, I enjoy that one of the finales here ends up becoming... Um, it actually ends up becoming like another show, which will be fun because we'll watch a couple episodes of that if we can find it. But next month we have, uh, I mean, a show called Jake and the Fat Man, which I do recall that show. Um, the Golden Girls, which will then become like the Golden Palace or whatever. So that ends and becomes the Golden Palace. We need to That's try around for that. two years. That's what I'm saying. The Golden Palace. Uh. Um, <laughs> MacGyver's last episode, there was like a hidden episode that they actually like released at some point on May of 20... Um, May 21st, 
so that actually did end up being another like lost episode the tonight show ends jay leno's show begins um a bunch of different shows that kind of end here so and night court that i can see so i mean we'll we'll kind of touch on some of those too and again this that's more because for us we were not kind of covering those on our rewatch but there's a show we are going to start to cover on our rewatch which premieres next month you know what that is jen um erie indiana real world oh my god i'm so excited about that yeah which i know they're doing a lot of like anniversary stuff for real world that started in may i thought it was later i knew it was 92 says may 92 it's when it premiered I mean, maybe oh, they so re-ran it or something, you know, because um, MTV didn't have a ton of stuff, but the real world. So we're going to talk about reality TV. We're going to talk about kind of the birth of what this was, that first real world cast, the idea of real world, how I, I mean, I definitely wasn't allowed to watch it, but I sure did in the summertime. You weren't allowed to watch it? I was nine. I mean, you were eight and I was 10 and I was a little... But I mean, like, honestly, my mom didn't really let us watch MTV when we were younger. Mm, you know what's funny? I wasn't supposed to, and then one of my babysitters, I think I was like probably seven or eight, was like, it's fine. We'll just watch some MTV. And then I watched MTV. MTV was truly an edgy thing. It was. And it was kind of like, somehow the parents were like, no. But I, again, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, but we did because I had older cousins and stuff. And then by the time I'm 10, like in a couple years, I, I think my parents just threw in the towel because my sister couple years older than me and i think they're just like yeah whatever like you guys just do whatever you're you know? also older at that point you know 10 when... i mean it's just oh. you know i'm just saying they were they were kind of into it and then like they just kind of especially in the summer and this and i can't wait to get to um june because i'm wondering if they do do the twilight zone stuff for july because that is just gonna be fun to talk about because i that's just gonna be you know summer break discussion but we are also coming up so next month we're going to talk about a couple shows um that are gone. And we're also going to come up on our first draft for TV in June, Jen. You excited for our draft? What draft? I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to be drafting our summer lineup. Like if we could have a cable show and we can get four hours of programming, what shows do we want to watch? We're going to make our own little block of shows to watch from stuff that came out in 92. Now are we going to do what we would have picked back then or what we pick now? We can pick it now for what we had from January to june to be like okay we're gonna you get to sit at home now now that you're home it's summer vacation you can watch these shows because i remember watching like dark shadows this like old um like wild like dark shadows was a radio show wasn't it like back in the i think you're thinking of the shadow i think dark shadows was not a radio show but basically it was remade into a movie now starring johnny depp but it was about like a vampire named barnabas collins very melodramatic soap opera about like vampires and stuff and that was on like sci-fi channel we watched twilight zone like all the time that was on sci-fi channel a lot of like cool stuff sci-fi would do all those like daytime shows and of course MTV is going to get into the spring break lifestyle and then they're going to have like, you know, summer at MTV and stuff like that. They're going to have all that in the summertime. So it'll be fun. We got a couple nice fun episodes coming up, but you have anything else you want to add here? Put a button on the TV episode. Um, yeah, not, not really. I think we can button it up, zip it up as we always do, Jen, throw that Velcro on there. It's here. It's here. As we always do. Let's ask each other a couple questions. We're to find out. Who's paying for dinner tonight? Ready? Um, spoiler alert. It's Easter. <sighs> We're making dinner. 
1994 movie, Jen. Dumb and Dumber. What color tuxedo did Lloyd wear to the snow owl benefit? Didn't he, he wear um, like a like a baby blue tuxedo? Like a powder blue? Wrong. Oh, it's orange. It is. Damn it, I got that mixed up. But I'll give you the full point if orange. you can tell me Lloyd's last name. I can't. Which is Christmas. Yes. Oh my God, how did I do that? Like, I can't. And then I did. So I get a point? Mm-hmm. Oh, best day ever. Sorry. What color is Sailor Moon's skirt? Blue. It's either white and blue or blue. It's blue. And then there's a bonus question. What color is Sailor Mars's skirt? Pink. Red. It's red. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. One more. What lava lamp looking fruit drink hit shelves in 1997 and quickly disappeared due to poor sales? I feel like this is a question that I've already asked you. Um... And now I'm forgetting. It's called like Orbits or something. It is called Orbits. Yeah, because I've read that one before. I asked you that one. I feel like that's not fair. Okay. Then what handy system was added to phone lines that severely hampered prank call attempts in the 90s? Caller ID. Correct. Okay. It's a numbers game. So answer, the answer, is just a number. How, okay, we're going to start over. It's how much you were charged if you were five days late to return a VHS tape rental to Blockbuster Video. Five days late. I'm just supposed to answer how much I would be charged? Yeah. So you're supposed to know how much the late fees are. Okay, five days would be, uh, so $1.99 a day that you're late. So it would be $9.99. Well, it's only a dollar a day, so it's $5. Gotcha. But I feel like that's kind of unfair. All right, Jen. Spell Erica Badu. See, I've given you that one. Oh, okay. I don't know if I can. Then spell give me it, give, give me new questions. Okay. Here. I got. I just had a stack here on my desk. Yeah. To work no, those with. are. Those are. We need to go through these. Sorry. What colors are the five Power Rangers? Oh no! I never. Is there a blue Power Ranger? One. Is there a green Power Ranger? Eh. How many guesses do I have? Blue, okay, it's blue, red, mm-hmm. white. Mm, I'll give you that, but no, but yes, okay. There's a black Power Ranger. There's a black Power Ranger. Isn't that it? Or there's another Power Ranger? Pink. There's a pink Power Ranger, and there's one more. Start at the top. Oh, now, God. white is a special, he's a special Power Ranger, so, so he's not part of the special. core. He's I, not part of the core. But he's special. He's not part of the core five Power Rangers. Who are the five Power Rangers? Okay. Red, blue, pink, black. Um, You said there was no green Power Ranger. Maybe there's a yellow Power Ranger? There's a yellow Power Ranger. I don't know if that should really count. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In 1998, what was the fastest speed available for a dial-up modem? Is it 66K, 56K, 64K, or 26K? 56k yeah so what's the score oh i'm gonna say 2-2 tiebreaker here Alrighty. it's the number of strangers picked to live together in the real world on mtv it's eight isn't it this is what happens 
when seven strangers no forced to live in a how house. could they do such an odd number oh man i don't know seven strangers i was gonna say nine i'm like they would never do an odd number seven ah oh. for the win here damn give me my question give, i didn't give you oh i'm like i didn't give you one okay what psychic service were you calling if you dialed 1-900-370-6303? Ms. Cleo. It says Psychic Friends Network. I wonder if that's Ms. Cleo. We're going to look it up real quick because I would have also said Ms. Cleo. Well, if it's not, spoiler alert, we're both buying dinner. We're both... <laughs> Psychic Friends Network does not look like it's a Miss Cleo situation. Dion Warwick. Uh, Dion Warwick. Miss Cleo. Waka waka waka. Well, guys. Yep. Thanks for sticking through. Big yeah. Dan, feel better if you're listening to this. Yeah. Shout outs to our guy, Big Dan. Get better quick. Jen, follow us at BLC underscore pod. Oh, I will. Twitter. I will. Jen, email us. I'll try. Becky left the chat at gmail.com. Yes. Jen, Instagram us at BLC Mixtapes. Thank you for mixing the tape with us this week. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with a pretty jam packed potpourri. We got to talk about that Sublime song. We got to talk about this Nickelodeon time capsule. Well, we're not really talking about the Sublime song. We're, well, talking, we're talking about, about the, that the LA event. Riots. Yes, the yeah. LA Riots. Yes. And we got this. I'm so excited to talk about all the things that are in this time capsule. That's going to be fun. We have Crystal Pepsi. Mmm. Very exciting. And I feel like there's another thing, too, that I don't have my notes right here, so I don't know. But I feel like there's more. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. Let's let the little tickle. tickle Hey, guys. Hopefully the bunny brought you good stuff. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for sticking in. Happy Passover. Yeah. Happy spring solstice. I don't know. Whatever it is. Thanks for sticking in. That was in March.